You know damn well which war. <laughs> You're listening to We Die First, a podcast for black horror fans by black horror fans. Spooky Squad. Spooky Squad. Spooky Squad. Spooky Squad. Amp them up. Amp them up. (laughs) It's time for the Olympics, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Olympics. Mm, They're running fast. They're swimming fast. They're jumping high. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, the Milwaukee Bucks are doing okay, apparently. Again, I don't who are know, they? But who are they? <laughs> uh, they're Wisconsin's <laughs> favorite intramural basketball team that is apparently a good basketball team now. It's an intramural basketball no, it's, team, it's Milwaukee's pro basketball team, the Milwaukee Bucks. You've never heard like in the NBA. You've, you're oh, you're not kidding. You don't fucking know that they exist. <laughs> wow, that's ridiculous. I did not know that Wisconsin had a basketball team. Yeah. Well, rightfully so. I grew up famously in Wisconsin, and the team that I cared for when I cared about sports in my youth were the Chicago Bulls because they were the closest, like, good team. Like, the Bucks existed yeah. in name alone. Um, but Detroit has the Pistons, which is, in, which is in Michigan. It's not too far. Yeah, but they also didn't have Jordan. So when I was growing up, you know, it's was like, ooh, Jordan. That's true. Uh, but That's apparently true. now the Bucks, like they're in the finals against the Suns. And I only know this because uh, Suns uh, is Phoenix. Good job. Mm-hmm. This is just quizzing you. This It's very funny to me that I'm like acting all high and mighty. Like you don't know your fucking sports. I don't know anything outside of what's been presented around me. No, it's fine. I, I no, it's always fun for me to, to discover my gigantic gaps in knowledge. So I think I'm otherwise a pretty, like, pretty smart person, like pretty aware of stuff. But there are some things where I'm like, I literally don't know. Like when you said that and you said it was an intramural team, I was like, why? Their intramural team is famous. Like, that's interesting. <laughs> like, that's different. <laughs> Andrew, how are you doing? I'm great. Uh, I'm sleepy. I'm a sleepy boy. But uh, took a nap. <laughs> Been working really hard. Today. During the workday. <laughs> Y'all, we're recording this at, it is now 2.49 Eastern, 1.49 Central, and it's to be fair, Thursday. <laughs> to be fair, I was told we were going to start recording a cool hour and a half ago. and I'm then sorry. And then I was like, well, I feel like I could take a nap. But then I wasn't able to nap good, one, because I'm not a good napper. But two, I was like, oh, fuck, she might text me at any moment, and I need to be awake enough that... I will hear my phone go off. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I had you on your toes, but not really because you were on your back. (laughs) You were sleeping. Yeah, I definitely don't (laughs) sleep on my stomach ass up. (laughs) (laughs) Like that weird Shrek cake. (laughs) Yeah, dude, Shrek cake, man. (laughs) I'm going to get that for my birthday. I'm excited. (laughs) Face down ass up. What about you? How are you doing? I'm doing good. Are you in your I, childhood home? I am. Your childhood room, more specifically. I'm not. This is, oh. um, I'm in the basement. Ah, nice. Yeah, I'm in this little, like, office area, so I'm sitting here. Um, I can't even, like, hang out in my childhood bedroom because there's, like, a bunch of shit in there. And I got, I could walk in, which is annoying because I have a stand-up show tomorrow. And, like, I wrote a joke 
about me being in my childhood bedroom. So I'm going to have to lie for comedy. Ooh, damn. <laughs> <sighs> oh, you, you, look at you just getting God. these shows. You know, I don't know. I making. I just, I just, I don't know. I just breathe and people laugh. I'm like, this isn't funny. Being alive sucks. Yeah, girl, they're laughing at you. I know. But, but hey, they're, fine. They're, they're paying for it, so. <laughs> they are. But I'm doing good. I got in yesterday to Maryland, like last night, actually. So hanging out here, did some work. I'm going to look at some wedding venues later. Oh, I was going to ask you randomly if you were getting married here or out east. But that answers I'm, that question. Yep. I'm getting married in Baltimore. Oh, gross. I'm kidding. The venues are cheap. Wonder why. But yeah, the, <laughs> venues, <laughs> the venues, I shouldn't say cheap. They're inexpensive. They have nice venues out here, actually, but they're just, they're better. They're better priced than in Chicago for sure. So I'm going to go see some in person today. And, and I'm going to see my childhood best friend afterwards because she's coming with me and we're going to get dinner. That's cute. Thank you. I'm excited. You know what else I'm excited about? What? Talking about this movie. Okay. Yeah. That was nice. That was, that was just a, a very that was a very practical segue. It's a standard one. I you know, standard. I, 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 yeah, this this movie has got a lot of twists and turns for us. I didn't need to I didn't need to do that. Yeah. We don't need to set them up. Yeah. The podcast, like it's covered. But um continuing our summer screams theme. We watched The Cabin in the Woods from 2011, directed by Drew Goddard. Andrew, you've seen this movie. Not only have I seen this movie, I watched it on DVD, pulled it out, put it in my PlayStation and watched it. Hell yeah. This is the one. (laughs) Yeah. The one movie, the one horror movie, right? Yeah. That uh, Alana likes. Like, that's her movie. I love that. This is a this is one of my favorite movies. I saw this for the first time in theaters and <laughs> I it did not disappoint. Um, it disappointed my friend. The one I'm going to see today, she was disappointed because she was like, what was that? And I'm like, the best thing ever. But she's not a horror <laughs> person. So she was like, I don't like that movie. But um, it was so clever. It's so good. Well, because, you know, OK, so before we jump into like the the plot, I distinctly remember when this movie came out, the uh, the trailer for it and it just looks like your typical like slasher movie in the woods type things so I was very like not excited about it and I just happened to stumble upon Rotten Tomatoes one day and it was it was around the time the movie had come out and it was certified fresh and I was like wow this movie looks stupid as hell so then I started <laughs> reading around like the reviews and all the reviews started off with if you haven't seen it like don't don't read so basically don't read this review you haven't seen it like go see the movie because it's we're not gonna spoil for you. you have to go just go watch it and was the best thing i ever did was going into this movie pretty much blind you have to and it just be like this is great like this is <laughs> <it's> fantastic <laughs> yeah so so spooky squad if you haven't seen this movie and you do because you know some of our listeners are like oh we don't like horror but we like you too yeah so but if you do like horror and you know even if you like really like comedy and just witty fucking movies 
watch this like pause this stop this yes and go watch the movie and then come back and listen to this and revel in it with us it's one of the few where i i don't think we ever told people to stop the podcast i think it's the one time i was like no literally stop listening and go watch the movie <laughs> stop don't just stop listening stop doing whatever you're doing if you're in the middle of work even if your job is delivering a baby stop <laughs> Go them kids. Matter <laughs> of fact, we're going to leave a little pause for you. So go watch the movie. Wasn't that amazing? <laughs> <laughs> Are you not thankful we told you to leave? That was great. <laughs> solid <laughs> best movie ever um so this was uh written by joss whedon who is not like, a good person i liked that sigh disappointingly bad person who i mean i'm a buffy fan so it's just like it's really disappointing to find out how awful he is in real life he's a really writer he's just, just a yeah guy yeah he's a I, dick yeah what are you what are you gonna do i know what are you gonna do um written by joss whedon and drew goddard also stars chris and Connolly, chris fucking hemsworth before he was like chris hemsworth i know like he was still like he was still a good looking guy but he wasn't thor you know he wasn't thor yet no he was still yeah. kind of just like oh generic good looking guy in movie um chris hemsworth anna hutchinson franz Cran fran Kranz, which i always accidentally mispron- mispronounced jesse williams who's also very fine love that guy and bradley whitford who i also love who's in the west wing and scads of other stuff um but this movie is about a group of college students who go to a remote forest cabin you know it's finals whatever we're gonna fuck it up have a great time but they end up falling victim to a lot of spooky stuff initially zombies but then it's unveiled that there's more to this scenario than meets the eye like big time so so good <laughs> yeah the, the real spooky people the the spookiest thing white people behind desks mm. you know what's scary bureaucracy <laughs> <laughs> the real villain was bureaucracy all along <laughs> oh this movie God. is like if like office space and like the evil dead had a baby it's the it's cabin in the woods yeah right? yeah for sure <laughs> um so yeah the the whole i have to I feel like i have to mention this but this was written by these two guys and then like an effort to kind of revitalize the slasher genre because like at this point and i remember around this time 2011 we we're very deep into like the saw extended universe you know all of like the torture porny type of horror so it was kind of like written to revitalize the slasher film but very quickly just became a meta commentary like we ha- that we haven't seen since scream honestly yeah 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 it's like a meta meta commentary of horror movies it's part um critique but also like love these people clearly love horror movies a big old love letter Ugh, I get chills when I talk about this movie because <laughs> you, you can see it. Like Sonique has just been shaking uncontrollably. <laughs> Started out as a moderate chill. 
It's like full cold sweats. I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> she, yeah, she does not look well. <laughs> <laughs> My fever is 106. Um, so shall we get into the plot? Let's do it. So the movie starts off and <laughs> immediately you're you're thinking, oh, okay, we're seeing a Cabin in the Woods horror movie. But it starts off like <laughs> at a lab. And I remember watching this and thinking like, is this a teaser? Like, I, th- I thought it was a teaser for something else. I didn't think this was the movie. Because, like, you're in this, like, underground lab. And these two guys, Gary and Steve, are, like, just, like, driving around a little, like, golf course. Yeah. Car, like, and just having very mundane. Like, they're, they're wearing, like, the short sleeve white collar shirt with a tie. Kind of, like, pencil pusher. It's the work day. It's just a work day. Just a work day. And they're driving around just, like, talking. They're talking about like um, they're like one of them is like him and his wife are trying to get pregnant uh-huh. and how she's like childproofing everything. <laughs> and so he's, he says to the other guy, hey, uh, he says to Gary, you want to come over on Monday, bust out the power drill and liberate my my cabinets. Yeah, it's just super mundane <laughs> shit. Mundane shit. But they but they do pepper in some like hints about a ritual and yeah. some stuff that didn't work out in Stockholm. We don't really know what happened. But then, like, we get the title card. And it's just, like, a big old jump scare. The cabin in the woods, like, which scared <laughs> the shit out of me the first time. <laughs> Such a weird way to start a movie. Yeah. Well, because is it before that, right? Because it starts with, you know, like, tapestries or, like, car- stone carvings of ancient with spooky, right. spooky music. And then it goes to this office bunker totally and cabin right. in the woods and then it goes to sunny outside you know like like college campus yeah, college. like neighborhood college town you're right and it's like as if you're like when i think about the first time watching this it is so like what am i watching right now like <laughs> but you're intrigued it's not so much that like what am i watching i hate this it's more like what am i watching yeah yeah you're I not want, upset. I don't watch more <laughs> where are they going with this <laughs> i like you know the lice we meet dana a little setup and she's doing the super normal thing of being bottomless i mean she has her underwear on but is packing right next to a wide open window which mm-hmm. is something we all do <laughs> i mean honestly i i'm pretty sure my neighbors have seen me in all states of dress during quarantine i think i just kind of like I think I lost sense of propriety. You ever seen that movie Blindness? No. There's a movie called Blindness. It's really fucked up. But it's like a it's like a the weird pandemic that happens. Everyone goes blind except for Julianne Moore. She, she pl- it's Julianne Moore playing a woman. It's not Julianne Moore, oh, literally. Okay. But that would be interesting too. I would watch that. Um, everyone goes blind. And because of it, everyone like people just kind of lose sense of like propriety. So people are walking around naked. They're like shitting in the corners and stuff because like no one can see me. I <laughs> got like I got like that during the pandemic where like the windows would be open. I just be walking around naked and just like eh, no one can see me. I don't care. Like, <laughs> like you know what? We've been locked away for a year. I can't be expected to follow social norms anymore. <laughs> Is he like uh, who is it? Uh, Jules. You know, and we get them just like, oh, you went blonde. Holy shit. Wow. And she's making fun of her for having they sprinkle in that she had an affair or a little romance with one of her professors and then mm-hmm. dumped her by email. So she was like, don't set me up with this random guy you're bringing. And then Chris Hemsworth comes in. What's his Luke? Kurt. No, Kurt. 
and he just throws a football through this luckily open window and new guy, new friend that she's getting set up with caught it. I was like, that was sick from outside. Yeah, yeah pretty, I was like, that's great. impressive. I would because yeah. like, was he just waiting there? He's like, oh, I can't wait for Kurt to run up that stairs. No, I just expect that men are constantly waiting for balls to be thrown at them. It's very homoerotic being a man. It, it, it is homoerotic, but also I feel like just it's not just masculinity. You're just like, yeah, like sport, a, sports could happen at any moment. Like <laughs> a sport could happen at any moment. Sport can happen get, at any moment. That's what most people, you know, we don't, we don't talk about what it's like to be a man when you're sat down by, it's not even a father figure, just a person. And they say, all right, boy, sports can happen at any moment. And like, do you mean things or events? No, sports. Everything is a sport. World War Sport, World War Sport 2, the sportening. <laughs> That one sport conflict in Vietnam. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm not a man, so I don't know what you guys talk about. I'd care not. I don't want to know. Honestly, it's, it scares me. Um, but we find out that they're they're going to spend time at Kurt's cousin's cabin in the woods. It's like going to be like, oh, it's going down. We get this funny moment after this whole conversation when they, Kurt's like, oh, you have no pants on. Like, she yeah. has this whole <laughs> with no pants and doesn't notice it. <laughs> it was, I was yeah because at first I was like you know it's like especially when you're like you're older you're just like I've been around these people like there's nothing weird about just being in your underwear in your house doing your shit but they you know it's like when you're like college age too especially if you're like sharing and they're not all your roommates you're like ooh, I should probably cover up if there's company but that just kind of showed how tight of friends they were it's yeah like, they're besties I, you know and he's just like by the way you're not wearing pants it's like her best friend's boyfriend. So it's like, you know, whatever. It's just, it's just Kurt. Oh, we also meet Marty, who is the stoner who has a best intro <laughs> from his fucking car with the bong that, that gets converted into a coffee cup. When I tell you the theater went up for Marty, when that shit happened, he closed it. And there was like, yes. Yeah. They're like, <laughs> you can't bring that bong into my camper. It's like, who, who would do that? <laughs> this is just a mug. <laughs> <laughs> that was a slick, slick transformation, though. It was wonderful. It was like, wow. Like, I, <laughs> I've never been smoked out of a bong before, but I was like, mm, I might start. Like, if that was it, the <laughs> bong, <laughs> like, that's pretty fucking cool. Um, so <clears throat> we cut back to the lab. And um, wait, actually, are we cutting back? No, not yet. <laughs> Because they're, they're, they leave. I think we, they leave, but then it becomes clear that they're being watched. There's like a drone. It it pans up and there's a guy mm -hmm. on the roof and he's like, they've left the nest. Right. So it's like, okay, so something's up. There's some sort of thing. It's very, you know, this is, this is what um, season four of Buffy wanted to be. Cause like we pretty quickly learned that there's this, organization that is behind all the shit that's happening um did you watch buffy no you you can't you can't hear it listeners but i shook my head yeah he he didn't watch it but there's this season four of buffy buffy goes to college and there's this shadowy organization called the initiative and it's all the vampires no, but God it's like it. this government organization that's like reveals like, oh, the government knows about all of these like creatures and they actually like study them and, and shit. But it, it's a terrible season, but oh. an interesting idea. And I feel like this, this, like, I, I definitely feel like Joss Whedon was definitely like, let me, let me like try the initiative <laughs> again, because I think, 
guys, and he did it better this time. Guys, I have this idea. <laughs> Stick with me. You know, like one of the worst seasons of my very popular show. I know, but like, let's just give you a chance to just like rewrite <laughs> it. <laughs> give you lots of money to do it. <laughs> He's a white man. So it's like, it doesn't matter how many times he fails. It's like, give me another chance to fail again. They love it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. So I think with this, we do go back to, the labs because we meet the um we meet some more of the people who work in the lab what's the name of the woman doctor i don't remember oh man she's a lady in stem i know i know i can't believe i just like forgot her name to be fair i don't know the other guy i know gary and i didn't pay attention to the other dude's name so it's yeah i I only know gary because gary because gary is such like a like a name her name's wendy Dr. Okay. Wendy. So we meet Dr. Wendy, who is as part of this organization. We also meet this um, security black guard. guy, the black guy, the security guard. <laughs> the black guy. <laughs> well, he is the he's he's Truman. That's his name. Truman comes in and he he basically acts as like audience surrogate because he comes. He's a new guy. Yeah. And he explained to him like this is like which is was a very smart way of doing it. Like just right. have a new person come in. Just like this is what we're doing. And we usually find out that this organization is. A very ancient organization that is part of creating doing this ritual. They're sacrificing young people to the gods, but the ancient ones, the ancient ones. But basically, all of this is like an allegory for like film. The gods, yeah. the, the ancient ones are the audience, and we do these things that the ancient ones expect, and and when they're pleased, they don't destroy humanity. So they're like oh. very. It's such a genius idea. <laughs> like, I know. So, this is so clever. And like this, this ritual happens all over the world. There's one that happens in Stockholm and Japan. They do it all over the world. And it's like, um, one of them just has to work. And so far the other ones have been failing at this point. I think Japan is like, they might be failing. They're not sure yet, but it's like things Between are them, up in the yeah. air, them and the Japanese. And it's so clever because it's also like a comment on like different types of horror from different countries because like japan like 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 a a grunge type yeah it's like a grudge type of i don't know what they're called but like a little grudge type of ghost person and then in stockholm i was doing some research and they were like oh it was supposed to be like a troll Mm. or something like i almost i want this movie but for the other countries like what did they do that'd be cool yeah i am like what, what, what would like um i don't know what's like a cool I don't know. A lot of Spanish horror movies have to do with the Spanish Civil War because they're still like dealing with that, like as a people. (laughs) There's so many horror movies about the Spanish Civil War. Like, what does their ritual look like? Is it just like one of those weird like Spanish ghost stories? That's just an allegory of fascism. Like, (laughs) I don't know. It's cool stuff. But we learn about that and they they. We'll get into like how they control the people, but let's go back to the kids. Let's go to the kids. So they're they're driving out to the cabin and they stop to get gas. <laughs> My favorite scene. <laughs> With the, the, the harbinger. Harbinger. <laughs> this is like I feel the second week in a row that you've it had is. you've had we a chance. We watched Friday the Thirteenth last week. <laughs> yeah, harbinger. Harbinger. Harbinger, <laughs> and he was like delightful you know just spitting his chew <laughs> and mm-hmm. i also mm-hmm. like you know he's just like oh uh, you got enough gas to get there it's getting back that's the problem you know just like typical harbinger shit and then uh 
Marty, stoner Marty is like always just leaving little, which plays out later, but he's always just saying these little things. Like he's always so skeptical. Mm -hmm. He's like, oh, this is, this is odd. Like this is noticeably odd. I mean, he's the only one who seems like throughout the movie who seems to be aware of like things not being right, but he's high. Everyone just like Marty, you're paranoid and you're high. (laughs) I I do like when, uh, you, you know, he's talking about like, he's known all the people owning the plot of land that they're about to go to. And it's like, so Jules goes, you've been here a long time. And the Harbinger says, been here since the war. And she goes, what war? And he just snaps back. You know damn well which war. <laughs> it's like, what? That is literally my favorite line from the movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so like, what? Um, yeah, he starts insulting them too. He calls her like he's like shut your little bitch up, and it gets like really like yeah, you know, testy. And they're like, yeah, fuck this guy. Let's let's get out of here. Um, but we find out later like he's cast. He's like from Central Casting <laughs> organization. So he's like, how'd I do? But like, but he also like really buys into his character because as they're talking on the phone, he's like still in character, and they're like. The okay, lambs Central. are going to the slaughter, and they're like, "All right, Mordecai." And then he's Mordecai. Just, that was his name. Like, I'm speakerphone. Like... No, you're not. It's like I can hear the echo. I'm on speakerphone. <laughs> this is I don't know who's in the room, and it's funny because he has the the harbinger voice, and then clearly it's a normal speaking voice mm-hmm. when he's complaining about being on speakerphone. <laughs> we also get we also get footage of them driving through this tunnel to get where they need, and there's this nice beautiful bird flying, and mm-hmm. then it just hits this force field in the middle of this ravine and that was falls, all the way falls down. and you're like oh there's they're putting a lot of money into this operation yes lots of money and also lots of foreshadowing um so what they get to the cabin and it's i love i love how many um movies they reference it's so evil dead they do the same shot from like the like from the ground and that pans into the cabin that's just like it's it's sam raimi this is wonderful like ugh, again chills i think i'm just cold though this, i'm in a basement <laughs> oh, there's a lot of ghosts like walking through sydney crane i know there's so many ghouls um <laughs> so they um <clears throat> get to the cabin and they're like okay this is gonna be cool like we we get them they go to the lake they go swimming and stuff and simultaneously we have i don't know if it's at this point if the people in the lab are also starting to take bets on who's going to attack. They're too, we, you know, we don't, we don't get the full thing. I think we get a little hint of like they're taking bets. We don't know quite how yeah. into what it's until later on that night, they're playing like truth or dare. They're getting drunk. They're the scene when Jules makes out with, with wolf. the moose. <laughs> no, it was a wolf. No, because that's what Marty says. He's like, I dare you to make oh, out yeah. with that moose. That's a wolf. I'm in a womb of reefer. (laughs) And like we watch this very long scene where she does like the sexy dance and like makes out with this. And I remember watching this and being so scared. I was like, something's going to happen to her. And like nothing happens. She just makes out Uh, with this wolf. (laughs) In the end, she just whispers, thank you. And everyone's, I guess we will applaud this now. So disturbed. But just then the cellar door bangs open. And it's like, Marty's like, I don't think we should. <laughs> well, also, while they're taking bets, mm-hmm. uh, Truman is talking to Wendy, Dr. Wendy. And he's like, you know, like magic and like monsters and gods. 
and she goes, well, you get used to it. And he's like, should you? And then so this is what like he starts getting. Mm-hmm. He starts being like, oh, you guys are rigging the game. And they're, and then they tell him, I mean, as much as we need to, to make sure what happens happens. But they, it's like the Harbinger is literally there with a sign that practically says, you're going to fucking die. And they have to ignore that. Mm-hmm. So they do have the choice to, if they, they do pay have free that. will. So mm-hmm. there are little things. I was like, there are little things. And also, they don't really ramp up the control until later. Cause even because like you said, like in the oh, beginning, yeah. it's a little, just kind of little hints. It's like, Oh, the cabin door, the solar is just going to open. You don't yeah. have to go down there. They- <laughs> <laughs> and like what is Kurt, Kurt says, Kurt says the wind must have blown it open. And Marty goes, what scenario is that possible? <laughs> He's like, what wind? Like, yeah. <laughs> the basement. <laughs> so they go, um, they go down to the cellar and there's all types of stuff down there and they're all playing and like this the tension's increasing because they're all playing with different things there's like a necklace there's there's like there's a bunch of but and they're all kind of like really into their thing and about to do something to it when dana starts reading from a book uh yeah this is you know it's like an old um, like diary, diary you know mm-hmm. from like 1903 i think they said from this like backwoods family that's just really into like a cult of pain and mm-hmm. like the ultimate thing is being murdered after all this pain you find out the girl writing is like my my writing hand is butchered and blah, blah, blah. so i'll tr- hopefully this is legible so you can read the incantation and of course <laughs> it's in latin and then someone marty's like i draw the line in the fucking sand do not read the latin you know just hitting all of these tropes i think that's what i love the most how they handled every fucking trope mm-hmm. yeah and i think it also is um how they handle every trope and the fact that what well, we learn later on that they've been like releasing pheromones to make them dumber. Jules's hair dye has been yeah. seeping to her brain. So it's like, it's, we're acknowledging the fact that in horror movies, the only ways for things to happen is that people have to be stupid. And, like, and we wink at that with like, yeah. Cause they're like, they're making them, they're making them stupid and horny. And that's why these things happen. Well, <laughs> like it's funny because it's the biggest complaint in most horror movies we watch is just like who would do that like well, and this is when uh what's <laughs> so they she reads the latin and then uh, also before that there's a line when she's reading in the diary and she says i could feel his husband's bulge and i yeah. always say i always say husband's bulge <laughs> it's so it's so funny it upsets well, evan so much <laughs> well there's um as it should um <laughs> he's it's such a silly verse so like what happened so then the the latin spoke and then these the the zombies of the hillbilly torture family are seen like coming up here right but then it's not like immediate so we see them coming out then it cuts back to the cabin and kurt and jules are like we're gonna mm-hmm. go fuck in the woods and then <laughs> and then no blanket no blanket, just, just for the earth is my blanket. All the twigs. <laughs> yeah. But then Marty, again, he's calling it out. He's like, is anyone not surprised by any of this? And he's like, what do you mean? He's like, well, Kurt's on this agro bullshit. He's a sociology major with a full <laughs> academic scholarship. And he's calling, he's calling, what's his name? Holden. He's calling a Holden an egghead. 
Like he's never acted like that before. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, and Dana's just, oh, they're drunk, trying to explain it away. And Marty says, I've seen both of them drunk. You know, this is different. And then he starts ranting about puppeteers. And he's like, puppeteers <laughs> pulling the strings. And Dana goes, puppets? And he goes, Pop-Tarts? You have Pop-Tarts? <laughs> <laughs> the writing is so wonderful. I mean, I'm not surprised. It's Joss Whedon. Like, it's just, it's, it's very, um, it's very Buffy. It's just kind of like the quick, kind of like quippy dialogue that like, it's just kind of leaves you delirious because it's so like, <laughs> <laughs> it's just very smart and very funny. Um, and it's just also, it's just, it's, it's, it's a clever way to use the stoner archetype too, because we're used to stoner archetype in horror movies being like, oh, he's just, he's the funny one. He's the clown and yeah. he's going to die first, but spoiler, he doesn't, but <laughs> they use the stoner archetype in a funny way to be like, one, no one's going to believe him because he's high all the time, but also like kind of leaning into the aspect of the stoner archetype where they are a little bit kind of like a little skied, a little, a little paranoid, but it, it works in this scenario, especially when compared to everyone else who's just like, everything's fine, Marty, just relax. Do you like, Um, and there's always a little hints, right. Of like things going normally. Cause this is, sorry if I cut you off, mm -mm, Uh, but it's, it's go, this is when they're going to fool around in the woods right and mm-hmm. then it's just the crowd of men in the bunker office staring at the screen and she's like we're not it's cold we're not gonna do it here and they all go oh man and they leave and i like that just one of them <laughs> shouts from the back your basic human needs disgust me <laughs> <laughs> well even before that though there's i think this is also because we when they when the, the the zombified buckner family shows up they go up and like cheers because oh, yeah. of the bet and like there's the one the intern <laughs> <laughs> Who's fucking that guy? Uh, what's the actor's name? But he was in Buffy. He played one of the trio in season six. Season six. So he's in it because he like he's an intern and he also wins the bet because like he like joined with like a pool of like another department that like didn't want him to join. And so they cheer and he's in the background just like yay. Yeah. <laughs> just by it's so it fun. Clever. And there's also like a fun like the differentiation between like, uh, see, you guys said zombies. You you didn't choose zombified backwoods torture born family. Yeah. So you lose. <laughs> and Gary, of course, wants a mermaid. What is it, Gary or the other the guy? The other one. He's like Bradley he, Whitford is like he had the conch see. in his hand. <laughs> I just want to see a mermaid just once. It's <laughs> so, like the cleanup is awful on those. <laughs> which all so much great foreshadowing because we do get to see them later um so yeah so the zombified bugner family is coming and uh, of course they the guys in the in the in the lab they're like fixing the lighting got the pheromones going to make sure that we do get to see because we have to see jules's boobs so mm-hmm. they're like casting the moonlight. <laughs> yeah. That was a romantic scenario. So we could in fact see her. Do you like it. to, when they were doing all the shit and they were raising the temp, it was like 64 degrees and then they made it like 79 and it was instant. <laughs> <laughs> Instantly hot. <laughs> also, I would have broken down to hives because I can't, I can't handle. Can't fucking. I woods? have this like. Huh? You can't fuck in the woods? That. And also I, um. I have like this uh, weird hive condition that like when there's like extreme changes in temperature, it, like fucks me up. And, like my skin is like, ah, nice. um, though that anyway. would have been the least of your problems if you were Jules, because she, she <laughs> <Yeah>. lays down, <laughs> puts her hand out is grabbing the moss, pure ecstasy. And then she just gets fucking stabbed in the stabbed. hand. 
God. Oh, she gets stabbed because the Buckners have come to play um, and they start, they stab her because um, he, they, they fuck Kurt up too, but Kurt gets away. Kurt gets they away. Manage, they get her with the fucking, the bear trap. That bear trap. Uh, the bear trap. <laughs> so upsetting the bear Desert trap in the back of the bear trap and they belong like beheader yeah uh oh. and kurt she real dead yeah she died dead and kurt like a like a good old boy is like i need to get the fuck out of here he's like there's no saving her he <laughs> running um <clears throat> running back to the cabin do you like so in this this is when a. Uh, Marty, you know, he's in his room and he's like, puppeteers, the puppets. And then we get, because we've heard this before, but we start here, it happened in the cellar, but you hear whispers like, go on a walk. He's like, who said that? I know I heard someone. You're here. And then, you know, it's like, go on a walk. And he's like, I am the master of my own destiny. And he sits there for a beat and he goes, I'm going to go for a walk. <laughs> and as he's walking by, because Dana and Holden are making out, you you know, it's still on them. You just see his waist down walking behind them. And, mm-hmm. he, go, and he just goes, he's got a husband bulge. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad they called that back. Cause that isn't one. That's a, uh, what a weird line. But um, I think this is, this is when like uh, Marty goes to open the door and that's when Kurt shows up. Right. Yes. Cause Kurt. Yeah. Uh, so Kurt shows up and um, oh the zombies also don't the zombies come like, they throw her head into like the cabin yeah and then they like, they're like we need we to fucking outside. block everything off <laughs> yeah they're like we need to you know whatever oh and this is around the same time when we also learned that the the Japanese um, right of right has has failed so now America is like the last oh little girls <laughs> like, no, just all in a nice they turn this spirit into a, a frog and they're like, now she lives in a happy frog. And then just the image, like Gary goes up to the screen to all of these little Japanese the girls. little Japanese fuck school you, girls. Fuck you. Fuck you to each individual one. He doesn't just scream at once. <laughs> just angelic little girls. He's like, cussing them out. Um, yeah. So they're like, okay, well it's down to the, it's down to the Americans. Um, uh, so then, <clears throat> excuse me, what happens next? They, so, so, so the Japanese, do, um, when, okay, they're like, we need to get out of here. Um, well, so Marty, gets Marty gets dragged fucked, away. He gets dragged away. Yes. Presumably fucked up because they celebrate it because whenever someone dies, you get a shot of someone in the office, like pulling a lever and it like dumps mm-hmm. a vial into some stone tablet thing so and it shows the the, the archetype they yeah. are so when jules died she was like the maiden or like the the sexy aphrodite <laughs> mighty aphrodite looking girl mighty aphrodite and then when 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 marty gets pulled away they like they pull it and it's like the jester yeah so that happens <laughs> and then they have like some fuck shit like they go into the basement into the black room which is like not a huge plot point it's just from the diary Mm -hmm. and then uh they stab one of them to the wall uh holding gets bear trapped but he makes it out and somehow somehow and then kurt gets them like we need to leave now and they get in the 
the Ooh. RV. You know what's a fun thing I just remembered? One of the moments when Marty is like being like, guys, things is not are not weird or things are really weird. He even questions if Kurt has a cousin. Oh, yeah. This co- he's like, like, I've, cousin, he's never cousin, cousin. He's never mentioned a cousin. How are we suddenly at this cousin's cabin? We've never <laughs> oh, and also before <laughs> before he goes out, right? Or like as he gets pulled out of the window by the zombie that drags him away, he knocks over a lamp and he finds the camera watching him in his room. Mm-hmm. And that is when they like, I'm backtracking again because they're like, we need to go room by room and seal this up. And then they pump in a chemical that makes them stupid and irrational. And it's like, let's Kurt split goes, up. Yeah, yeah, let's split up. And then once they're in all their rooms, they close the doors and lock them in, like from the office. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why they needed to escape through the basement. Mm-hmm. So they end up escaping through the basement. They kill one of the zombies and they're like, okay, we need to get back into the RV and we need to escape. So they get into the RV and they start heading out and um, they're going, uh, they're, they're escaping with the RV, but now, um, okay. One of the guys um, at the lab triggers a tunnel collapse. Remember there was a tunnel in the beginning, the tunnel collapse happens and it blocks them. So now they're like, fuck, we can't get through the tunnel to get to the other side to leave. So then <laughs> there is a, 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 what is that called? Uh, like a motocross bike, a dirt bike, <laughs> a dirt bike. Yeah. Oh, isn't that called a motocross bike? Motocross is the sport. I mean, technically, that's like saying, oh, like a NASCAR car. <laughs> it's a race oh. car. Oh, okay. Okay. But well, sports are all around us. They happen don't any you moment. Dare call it a sport, <laughs> but anyway, it is. It's a sport. It's a sport. Don't don't get that side of the internet mad at us because I'm not ready for it. They can come <laughs> for you. I mean, all those motocross people listening. All, to- those, all those extreme sports guys are going to be so mad. They're going to be extremely pissed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, Kurt's like, oh, I'm going to jump this ravine. This ravine is gigantic. Huge. And I love, do you love Holden too? He's like, there's a, this point drop and this differential on the other he's, side. He's <laughs> like the, the egghead. And have we ever, have we learned at any point that he is like a physics or like, a mathematician type person because it's like he really is very much like yes if you if you go at this velocity like there's no way he's gonna clear that oh and he knows latin and that too and so i think everyone is realistically just smart and they're just really playing on how everyone had to be dumbed down yeah maybe they gave gave him like super smart drugs like maybe they they microdosed him with some like weird like you know like those tech guys like to hack their brains maybe Mm -hmm. they've been doing that with holden for like months so he can be like velocity of your motorcross bike um so because when you're when you're smart you can't sound any other your way vo- your voice is like uh, uh. Can, the, <laughs> the pressure of your big brain constricts your vocal cords uh, actually an eagle <laughs> um so kurt is like oh, i'm gonna jump it <laughs> he rides a motorcycle and it's like this majestic music playing he's going so far so he hits the force field fucking tie just and you see his body go so yeah far. this hole is so deep he just keeps yeah like... that would have sucked yeah at least that was nice because you know he realistically also wouldn't have made it <laughs> yeah. i don't care about that differential he wasn't making that jump it's probably good it knocked him out first as he yeah. falls as opposed to just like falling down a hole so i think this is probably the best case scenario for kurt r.i.p um so he dies and now they're like shit this is like bigger than we thought because it's a on force field that stopped him so they're like okay like this whole thing's being staged in control like they're getting they get in the rv and as they're driving they're talking about it they're like no there's like 
all this stuff is happening. Like we're, we're being like, there's some, somebody's watching us. They're controlling it. Like we are literally, Marty was right. We are puppets yeah. right now. And just as cold and Helen is talking, he gets impaled by one of the zombie Buckners. Who is just in sitting the, in the back or, waiting. Hanging for out. He's like, yeah. he's like, I'm gonna wait for a great time during the conversation for this to happen. You know, I don't want to interrupt. He's a, good li- he's a good listener. He's a good mm-hmm. listener. So he's killed. And um, and he was the one driving. So Dana's attacked and they get they crash into the lake. Crash into the lake. Dana, you know, like escapes. And then the other zombie, it's implied that the other zombies stuck like like trapped with a seatbelt or something, maybe because mm-hmm. he tries to grab at her, but doesn't get out. So he's stuck there. Dana gets out, gets to the uh, the, the pier and then gets bear trapped. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And then it's it's a cool scene because she's just battling the zombie, and then we go to the office, and they're all fucking partying, partying, celebrating, baby. You, you find out that because she is um, being treated as the virgin archetype, so mm-hmm. and even and Truman and they and they point out like, but she's not a virgin. And they're like, we, we make us exceptions. Yeah. <laughs> and Truman is even saying, "Wow, y'all celebrating? She's alive." And they tell him, you know, the virgin can live or die. That's one of the bigger, like, they, as long as they're last, you know, mm-hmm. and they can live or die. And yeah. then so they're Bradley, celebrating. And like Bradley Woodward is like, honestly, but her resiliency is so beautiful. I truly related to her. I just can't believe this is happening to her. I hate to see her die. Tequila is yeah. my lady. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're just, they're like the whole complex is now here they're all partying shooting the shit you know it's like a, a big office deal just went down and there's a the background and the background full-on like <laughs> fighting for her life and they're just like dancing yeah. it's great and they'll like randomly cut to it so you can just like hear her gasps of getting thrown against a dock but mm-hmm. then it just cuts back to it, and she's always in sight getting her shit rocked but they're just like man that was cr-. and then he goes to the demolition team yo that was crazy that uh, the tunnel finally collapsed at the last minute and they they let them know we don't know what happened the like our technology was cut off from Mm -hmm. up top and they're like what do you mean it was cut off and then the this red phone starts ringing and everyone gets real fucking nervous yeah um it's the director ah the director calls and we get a reveal that marty is still alive this shit's not over yet. <laughs> <laughs> and then it cuts to Marty. You know, Dana's about to get final rocked. Uh, the final rocking. Honestly, uh, I don't know how she's even still alive. Like, he, she's yeah. been be- like she has to have, like, extensive internal bleeding at this point. Yeah. She has been picked up and thrown forcefully <laughs> for the better part of 10 minutes. From a bear trap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, back but Marty just comes up off. and like he goes to throw the bear trap and Marty it catches Marty's bong. Yes. And the uh once again in the movie theater, the crowd went wild. Oh, I bet. I bet. Was, oh, one of my best, I think my best movie um along with Get Out, it's one of my best like horror movie um like movie going experiences. Super fun movie to see in theaters. So yeah, he 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 catches it on his bong and like, and now he like uses a bat basically, right? um, Is able to stay uh, to save Dana, and he's like getting this hole because like one of the graves that the Buckners came out of. They get down there, and we find out that they're in an elevator, and with the 
bloody mass of this zombie because it's just like this hand touches Dana's leg and he's like, she freaks out and he's just like he's like what happened he's like I kind of and he's like wide eyed and just really obviously disheveled he's like I kind of dismembered him with a trowel <laughs> how about you what have you been up to <laughs> getting my shit rocked that's what happened um so they they go down into this elevator and as they're going, we see these different monsters that are kind of like they're locked in cages and they're coming to you like in this weird kind of like um like a Rubik's Cube type thing. And they're different monsters. And there's a wonderful um, there's a great list on TVTropes.org that lists all of the monsters that are seen in the movie and also the references they're coming from. So we get this one kind of juggernaut looking dude, but he's like a Hellraiser kind of guy. Yeah. Holding a, get, a, a thing, like a Pandora like the, box. Yeah, Pandora's box type thing. We get a werewolf. We get this like kind of ghost spanchy. What was the ballerina with teeth face? So I read somewhere that it's a reference to Silent Hill. Okay. The video game. I've never played Silent Hill, so I don't know. But it's like a little ballerina girl with like the teeth face, but there are all these things. And Dana comes to realization that these things all correlated to the objects they were all playing with. And that she was like, we, she's like, we summoned this thing. Like, we did it. We chose it. it. We <laughs> chose it, basically. Which is just like, oh, we even get like a reference to the strangers. Remember, we get those like, those guys. Oh, with yeah. Just all masks. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of really cool. It was so good. I loved it. it th- and this is leading up to my favorite part of the movie because you get all of my all of my spookies. There's all these spookies. Are you talking about when? So they get they they well they find out where they are in the office. They're like, we need to bring them here. And then mm-hmm. so the elevator opens up, and it's one of the workers, like a security guy, has a gun on him. But then zombie hand touches him <laughs> and freaks him out. So then they rock him and they take mm-hmm. his gun. And then they're hiding in this control panel with all these people just doing the smart thing of unloading magazines of like assault rifles and shit mm-hmm. while they're hiding behind this console. And she just releases everything. It's, it's just called, like a red. It's called the purge. Red button. And she's like, it was, it was, and you just see like they hear the elevators turning and the, the one ding. security guard. Yeah. He's like, oh God. And just they, all die simultaneously from like a giant cobra <laughs> like when all of them open and they just all come out and it's just like a fucking like so good there's a co- there's oh my god there's a there's, demon there's demons there's co- there's a killer clown there's there's so and it's like so many things. the next several the next several minutes is just them trying to get anywhere while all of this fuckery is still happening with these monsters and it's just there's so many cool things happening anywhere you look like one like they're trying to go one way and then there's just like this guy in the floor like freaking out and this just like girl slowly walking towards them and every once in a while you can hear her singing like nursery rhymes or speaking mm-hmm. in like a very chat and you're like what is that it's so many things there's like a there's like pumpkin head guys there's like and there's zombies there's the regular zombies so not the puckner family the regular zombies <laughs> there's like these the, the strangers guys are doing like sur- there's, oh, there's crazy surgeon and yeah, like and you see limping. clips because yeah. you have like through the secure and that was another cool thing too is like everything was true to like their movie like the strangers bound and gagged these people and the cert like yes. hostile surgeons like just mutilating people yes and- <laughs> it's so good like this is a, this is definitely a part of where I, I would suggest like you pause it like just watch closely. I, I watched this scene so many times because there's so many cool things happening. Like, 
Oh, oh, there's even like, okay, there's even like on, so you know, on the, on the whiteboard that has all the monsters, because all those monsters are oh, represented. Yeah, yeah. They, they actually, true to form, present all these monsters in it. One of the monsters is Kevin. It's just <laughs> it's Kevin. <laughs> Who is Kevin? It literally just zombie, mermaid, werewolves, vampires, Kevin. <laughs> I never noticed that. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. And I, I've always wanted to know who the Kev- Kevin is. Like, what is it? What is a Kevin? And where does that come from? But uh, yeah, so all this stuff is going down and like they're 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 going around. Um, we get this wonderful scene where um, Hadley, that's his name, who wanted the mermaid. He sees the mermaid gets killed by it. It like <laughs> bites him and through its blowhole, just like blood spraying. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, like there was a gang of scarecrows that went after went after my man Truman, and they were like trying to disembowel him. And the, yeah. or they put a bo- did they put a bomb in him, or did he blow himself up? Because the bomb he blew himself up. up. Okay, he blew himself up. Yeah. Yeah. He blew and, himself up. And uh, Gary is tr- Gary and Wendy are trying to escape through this like secret hatch. Mm-hmm. Wendy gets sucked up into the ceiling by a tentacle. Yeah, and then um. The other guy gets stabbed to by Dana by accident. Yeah. So he like sneaks up on her and she she kills him. Um at this point though, they're in they're in the rich the final ritual room and they're greeted by the director. Played Sigourney by Sigourney. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, I watch this shit. And again, the audience, a lot of mumbles of is that Sigourney Weaver? <laughs> just, just walks out in a suit. It's yeah. so random. <laughs> but like I mean, I guess, I mean, Sigourney Weaver, hello, alien, um, alien and aliens series. So it's like, yeah, you, you, you do, you do want like a, a horror bad bitch. I wish it was Jamie Lee Curtis. That would have been like, yeah, that's Laurie Strode. Um, so she walks up and she explains that this is a ritual that we've done forever to appease the ancient ones. They're a group of cruel subterranean deities and everybody has their own, their own little ritual going. And obviously the American one is a slasher film. Cause like we said, all, all of the regions have their own like horror tropes they have to do. And she breaks us all down. She's like, we have the whore, the athlete, the scholar, the fool and the virgin. And the order of the killings don't matter as long as the whore dies first and the virgin dies last or survives. That's like the only real rule. And we've gotten to this, we're at, we're at this point where Marty, who is the, um, the fool is still alive and she's like dana you can kill marty complete the ritual and you'll spare humanity and that's all it takes but like you need to kill him because otherwise if you don't we're we're all fucked basically marty just being like well there's none none of these options sound fucking good and then in the background you know a little fuzzy uh using uh that distance to their advantage and you see Dana pull that gun on him and he just turns around. He's like, he was pissed, but he's like, do it. Okay. I dare you. And then you see behind her, the fucking werewolf. (laughs) And then, so, you know, she's getting her shit rocked by the werewolf drops the gun, obviously. And Marty, like the knight in shining armor, he is shoots up the werewolf Mm -hmm. who just runs away. Ooh, why is this happening? The patience Buckner, little girl kills the director. Yes. Well, well, the director is wrestling with Marty and then he notices her coming up. So then she he oh, lets yeah. he mm-hmm. lets the director like get it get one up on him and then pins him to the ground because then she stabs the director and then he kicks both of them into 
into on the hole the, the hole the nether hole if you will so <laughs> so it's just marty and dana left behind oh were you gonna say something oh it was just a cute moment when they're left behind he, she's like sorry i was really going to shoot you and he's like sorry i saw the werewolf and didn't say anything <laughs> <laughs> and they're they're sitting there and they share a joint and they're just like Marty's whole thing has been saying, he's like, maybe it's someone else's chance to like take over the planet. Like maybe humans are done because we just suck, right? So they're just sitting there waiting and you, a, a earthquake starts. And this is when the floor collapses and a giant hand comes out of the ground. Smacks the, the ground, yeah. Smacks the ground and it's the end. Uh, this movie is so good. It is my, so, it's, it, it's not was, it is. It is amazing. It holds up every time I watch it. It's just as funny. It's, if anything, more funny because I you notice little things that you didn't notice the first time. It's a, it's amazing. Um, people have asked like, oh, they should do a sequel. I'm like, no, it ended. No, like it, it ended. Like that's it. The ancient do ones. You, do you just want to watch the ancient ones be all powerful on the earth? Yeah, that's not like fun. Um, Spooky Squad, it. aren't you glad that we told you to stop and you one hundred percent did pause this and watch the movie and then like started this immediately after they loved it because it's such a cool like the the whole concept of like making the ancient ones us horror fans and like the fact that yeah in horror movies you kind of do have to as much as we complain about like oh they're all the same we don't like the same but we keep watching it because we do like we do kind of like the the formula you know every so often it, it deviates and it's fun and it's exciting but for the most part we want like if you give me a horror movie that says uh, teens in the woods in the summertime, I expect this to be what happens outside right. the ancient one stuff. I expect, oh yeah, you guys had sex. Someone's going to die. You, oh, you're being too funny. You're going to die. If you're virgin. You're going to survive probably. <laughs> like that, that's just how it is. We all kind of accept it. And it's, and it's so funny, but I love that it's not mean spirited and it's not just like, yeah, horror movies are stupid. It's like, no, we still love them though. I want to, they're all a little stupid. <laughs> I want to teach I want to teach an improv class like that. And it's like, all right, now imagine it's a horror movie. And if you're the funniest person, you're going to die. <laughs> I just want to see some mediocrity. <laughs> yeah, I would just be dead. I would be dead. I'm just like the funniest one of my friends. So I have to die. <laughs> I would say it like that. Um, yeah. What a great movie. Um, you know, I won't even do the usual thing. I'll, I'll start with this. I think this is already. I think this is one of those where it's the format's good. It doesn't need to be a black. Like if it, the way making it a black movie would be just having more black actors, which is, you know, but that doesn't change like the thing. The only thing that would really change, I guess, story or how it was written is if it was, you know, like the the African division. Yeah. Uh, but I think what would be interesting, though, is it like <gasps> Cabin in the Woods in the hood. Because there's there was always that period of time in the '90s where all horror movies had to have a moment in the hood, like Leprechaun. Yeah, yeah. And like, what if they did that? They did the same format. They're still the ancient ones and stuff, but it's like, but this this time we're in Compton. I don't know. I'm not saying it's where black people have to be all the time, but that's the first thing I thought of. Or the hard thing is because we are in so few of these type of movies, like slasher, with like the genre, it's hard to really even know what it would look like. Right. Because they're still playing on these typical tropes. They did deviate. The black guy didn't die first. That's true. That's true. Jesse Williams did almost make it. 
he was third to last. So, um, I don't know. It, I think if anything, that leaves us an opportunity. We should just write a black slasher movie that does the the typical like a bunch of teenagers, college students doing something Let's over do the it. weekend. Put it and to the list, man. So murdering happens. Do we have another movie to write? Yeah. We should pick Perfect. one and just do it. We should. We should do it. I would do this one. All right. Let's do it. I'm not You heard it here first, y'all. We're writing a movie. Actually, this time. Yeah, we mean it this time. The other <laughs> times <laughs> the other times were soft promises, but this <laughs> this is a husband's bulge of promises. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> I hated that. Um, that was amazing. Um what should we watch next week? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm a terrible person who is still going to be out of town. So I wanted to get us some guests on, but it might be a little bit difficult since I'm still out and about in the world. Jet setting. Um, I know. Oh my grand European, my grand European thing <laughs> tour, my grand European tour. <laughs> I don't know what just happened. I think I'm dehydrated. Yeah. <laughs> You still don't look good. The, uh, you've just shivered all of all of your fluids out of your body. You are dehydrated. Um, shall we watch? What do we got here? I kind of go like an old one. You know, because we did Midsommar, then we did Friday the 13th. Let's do it. Old one. Let's do, and Cabin Woods is relatively recent. Why don't we do, let's do The Hills Have Eyes. Perfect. OG Hills Have Eyes. Yeah, from the 70s. Uh, Wes Craven? Wes Anderson. <laughs> Shut up. It's Wes Craven. <laughs> Wes Anderson presents the quirkiest Hills Have Eyes. Mm. <laughs> that sounds terrible. Um, have you got anything you want to plug, Andrew? Man, no, I'm pretty lame. Uh, I'll keep you posted, though. Check out my socials. Um, Instagram, Twitter, at Andrew underscore on underscore drums. What about you, Sonique? Sweet. Um, check me out on Instagram at say underscore smite. That's S E Y underscore S M Y T H E. And on Twitter at Sneak. It's S E Y N I Q U E. Um, I have a stand up show tomorrow at eight o'clock Eastern. It's Comedy Bonfire. You can find them on Instagram. It's the Comedy Bonfire. Uh, bonfire spelled B O N F Y R E. You can find the link there if you want to check it out. It's a virtual show. So, if you got nothing to do tomorrow night or tonight, because it'll be, oh, yeah, it was, it, today's Friday when this comes out. You got nothing to do tonight, buy yourself a ticket and come see me do some comedy. Oh, yeah. Any, um, I, I like saying this, any last words? Dude, what are what are your last words? <laughs> I'm dying. Ooh, babe, what's your last words? You you done. That was yeah, that's your it. throat. Your throat said we're, bye-bye. We're, we're both dehydrated. <laughs> your throat said no more. <laughs> yeah, so my throat said no more. What are your last words? My last words are go get some water. Drink some water. Take a take a multivitamin. Because those are the... Um, no, that's a bad one. I'm going to cut that out. What are my last words? That was stupid. No, no, you're keeping that. The world no, needs to know. No, 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 no. Our last, your, my last words are... You know damn well what war I'm talking about. <laughs> you, you know damn well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we should have a we should have a harbinger's message at the end of every episode. I like that. That's new thing. 
This right. week's is you know damn well what war <laughs> I'm talking about. Bye, Spooky Squad. Peace out, Spooky Squad. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.